What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the Winner's Lounge. It's CHGO Bulls postgame. Coming to you live from our studios here in the West Loop, downtown Chicago. I am Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Big Dave. Bam! Bam! B-A-W-L Sports in your face. Our pal producer, Joseph Spath, is on the controls. Bulls win! He's at Joseph Spathis at Joey Spathis. Bulls win! One more for Luke and Chris Dunn fighting. Oh, my God. Bulls win! There you go. That's right. I just got a Twitter alert as we were about to go live, letting us know that Luca and Chris Dunn, Bulls legend, getting into a fight. That's right, Joe. We are going streaking. Uh, our guy will go will join us later on in tonight's postgame from the United Center, where the Bulls get a win over the Charlotte Hornets. 111-100 is the final. And it's not just a win, Dave. No. It's their third no, consecutive no, no, no. win. That's right. Three of them things. That's what you call a winning streak. Correct <laughs> yeah, me if streak. I'm wrong. I don't think they had a three-game winning streak at any point last season. I, I know they didn't have a four-game winning streak well, at any we, point we last season. No, that did not happen at all. This is uh, yay. 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 Uh, welcome in to everybody hanging out with us yay. on YouTube. We appreciate you joining us. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. We'll get to as many of y'all's comments and thoughts on tonight's game as we can. Throw some super chats if you feel so inclined and feeling generous this holiday season. Uh-huh. Um, look, Dave, I'll, I'll toss it to you in a second here, but let me sure. just say for, thing, Matt. for all of those uh, emotionally divested Bulls fans, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a three-game winning streak. Good for you. Mm-hmm. You beat the Charlotte Hornets, the Lamelloless Charlotte Hornets, mm-hmm. and you didn't look all that great doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw some Bulls fans in in the Bulls Twitter uh, realm tonight. And you're like, oh, ball still moving better. Still parentheses, no Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Is it a coincidence? Is it not? Is it Let's also remember that the Bulls had a large lead. And coughed it up coming into halftime because they went nearly six minutes in the second quarter without a made field goal. It's true. Thank you, Charlotte Hornets, for being absolute trash ass Mm -hmm. shooting. They salvaged a bad shooting night towards the end Mm -hmm. when they finally knocked down a few. Yes. And still managed a measly 27% shooting from behind the arc tonight. Yeah. Thanks, Hornets. Good looking. I'm I'm sorry. I know that Bulls fans are looking for some positive vibes. Third win in a row. First winning streak in a while. You improved to 8-14. and 14. All right. Shout out. Um, look to this guy because I'm not the one spreading the joy tonight. That was a trash basketball game. Good job, Bulls. Well, to the fair, be fair, he's not the one spreading joy any night. Um, How dare you? Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not in disagreement uh, with Matt. I'm, I'm happy we won. Well, let me say, I'm going to disagree with that part. I'm happy we won a damn game. I would rather them play like trash and look like pure D grade A ass out there and still walk away with a W than the opposite, which is not walking away with it against a team that is way worse than you when they don't have their talent out there on the floor. So, yeah, I'll take the win by any means necessary, however I can get it. But he is correct. They look like ass. <laughs> like it, it was not a great game for the Bulls. A total of 16 turnovers that the Bulls had. 19 points is what Charlotte had off of those turnovers. There it is right there. That's honestly why they were even in the game and even close yeah. uh, to the Bulls was that reason right there. They could not hold on to the ball. They just were back to making really bad decisions with the basketball. They really were. 
And it was just a tough, tough watch uh, to sit out there and watch them play this way. But, yeah, you walk away with the win. That is the point of it. 21 offensive rebounds. Like you said, 14 just off of one drumming possession. I mean, goodness. having <laughs> it to himself. Um, the Bulls did dominate them on the boards. Almost 60 rebounds. Uh, yeah. which is awesome to see. 57-42 edge on the boards for the Bulls tonight. And they started off. In a game when both teams took 90 shots. And Yes, wow. And they started off really good as far as um, uh, assists were concerned. Like, they were getting double digits assists, like, early. They ended up with, like, 23 assists. You know what I mean? Like, they because, again, six minutes without hitting a bucket, and then they just could not score. It was It was tough, but... The one thing the Bulls did, which was shocking to me, was they got to the free throw line. That's the one Thank thing they you, did. DeMar. Shout out DeMar that DeRozan. Was good old-fashioned Bulls DeMar. Mm, uh, no, nobody else really feels like playing all that much tonight? All right, cool. Let me get to the stripe. Yeah. They had seven free throws in the first half. They had 20 in the second. <laughs> they were getting to the line. I mean, that was the difference in the game. Bulls made 38 field goals. Yeah. Hornets made 39. Yeah. Excuse Hornets, me. 22. Hornets made 10 threes. Bulls made 12 yeah. on much more efficient shooting. Bulls took 25. Hornets took 37. Yeah. Hornets 12 of 12 from the line. Bulls 23 of 29. Oof. There's your ball game. Yeah, there it Bulls is. Bulls win at the free throw line. Yeah, and, and like you were stating, man, nobody really, your, your big guys didn't really shoot that well. You know what I'm saying? From the field. DeMar, like we said, he got to the line and God bless him. Almost 30 points. He had 29, uh, six rebounds, three assists. Um, but he was shooting eight of 20 from, from the field. Which isn't great. Kobe White, uh, six of seven, six of sixteen uh, from the field, which also not is great. not great. Caruso, I mean not Caruso, uh, Vucevic, eight of seventeen from the field, under fifty percent. Again, not great. Uh, Javon Carter, who's just been cold. He's been frosty cold. Uh, he played how many minutes did Javon actually get? Eleven. Eleven minutes. He got. Pushed behind not only Julian Phillips, but also Daylon Terry. He sure did. And Billy's rotation tonight. He sure did. He sure did. Auga. That was something. I, I mean, that was a little surprising. That was one of the most surprising things as far as the rotation was concerned, was seeing him go ahead of him. Uh, we've seen that wrap around his knee. I saw it last game, and I believe in the previous game. I believe it's just to keep his knee warm. Uh, but so I can't put it on an injury or nothing like that. But he's been cold. He wasn't on the injury report, right? He's been cold. He was that deep into Billy's rotation, clearly by choice of yeah. Billy. But and but it's what I like to say about Javon Carter, which I was saying earlier. When he's hot, yeah, let him cook. Yeah, <laughs> when he's but, not, I mean, get him off the grill. <laughs> it is interesting though. Yes, Dalen checked into this game before Javon did. Dalen played three minutes. Yeah, Javon played eleven. Yeah, he did. And he's supposed to. That's how it's supposed to be, right? He's supposed to be playing Julian way more only minutes. played six minutes. Yeah, and he, yes. And he's supposed to be playing more minutes than both of them. It was just surprising that he got in first. Yeah. that's. I think that's what uh, we both were just like, wow, interesting. Maybe it was some sort of reward because Julian and Dalen both had a solid outing for Windy City Bulls. They did. They did. Both got recalled, and then Billy threw both of them in, in the first quarter. I think he was just going maybe to what the flow was feeling, yeah. you know what I'm saying, of the game. Like, I'm not – I don't want to look too deep into what Billy was thinking on that one um, because, again, it ended up working out, and it wasn't like we saw Dalen for the rest of the game. And it wasn't like you saw Julian for the rest of the game. He gave him a shot, got him in there, got him early, and then got him out. Like, it was really that simple. Um, but, yeah, but Javon was a little cold. Uh, Torrey Craig was okay. I mean, he came out. Honestly, he had some really solid plays, you know what I'm saying, for the Bulls off the bench. But he came in with a step-back three, 
which was awesome. He was getting some nice uh, offensive tips yeah. and some offensive rebounds for the Bulls to keep them uh, in the game, which was great. Uh, Ayo Dusumu had a solid game. His, his game was solid, I he, thought. He, he had a problem with turnovers tonight. He did. Yo, he, oh, God, yes. He definitely he had did. Four, he definitely but. did. But he was. But I think that's, for me, I'm okay with it because it comes because you're trying to push the ball and trying to push the pace. And so it didn't really bother me that much. And, again, I probably feel this way because they won and they right. were up so much. So it's like, yeah, all right, uh, fine. Jo- Joshua Simmons in the comments said, get Io even more minutes, please. Yeah. You and I were talking on yesterday's show about this, you know, the young three, Pat, Io, Kobe, who yeah. have all been playing well in this recent stretch of games yeah. with Zach out, with Caruso missing some time. And we mentioned how Caruso played – or, I'm sorry, Io – played 39 and 33 minutes in each of their last two yeah. games, both wins, yeah. and wondering when guys come back, whether it's Caruso or Zach. Caruso came back first tonight. You know, what Billy's going to do with Caruso uh, – I'm sorry, with Io's minutes. Mm-hmm. Io led the bench with 22 minutes yes, tonight. And like you said, still looking for those opportunities to push the pace in transition, as soon as something that Billy has talked about, mm-hmm. not only uh, Io but also Kobe doing well recently. And the other thing that we mentioned on yesterday's show – Shooting confidently yes. when he gets looks. Yes. Io two of four from downtown tonight. Ooh. I will happily take that. And I will happily take that every single night. And walk away very, very happy uh, just because he did that. So, yeah, like the four turnovers was okay, but I think it was more so those things that you mentioned why I wasn't just, like, overly concerned. And that one play he had, Matt, where we didn't know what was happening on the floor and it ended up in the corner with Patrick Williams and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, my God, a turnover's about to happen. And then you watched, and, I, and it was uh, Gordon Hayward mm-hmm. who was guarding Io. You watched Io read that and immediately cut to the open space on the floor because that was literally the only space you could cut to. He cuts to that open space, allowed Patrick Williams to give him the basketball, goes inside, gets him a layup right there. And those kind of things are awesome. You know what I mean? Like, So that's why I'm not so just – mad at what Io did tonight because I thought he played a really solid game. But, yeah, those turnovers, he'll cut down on them. I'm not too concerned about them because it's not something I I worry about, you yeah. know, with Io DeSumo. Um, so, yeah, again, bad. They didn't look great, you know what I mean, at all. They didn't shoot great. Um, like A lot of turnovers occurred. Those things happen. But I'd rather it be when you're winning. And I'd rather it be against a team like this because if they had LaMelo, this wouldn't have went down that way. This oh, would have been an L. Yeah. This would have been a straight-up loss if they had LaMelo Ball out there. But they didn't, and so they walk home with the L, and we will happily take this W and move on to the next game. Put this in your bag, rip it up, don't even look at it no more, just toss it, bury it down deep, go on to the next game. Because, yeah, this, this was not a – your game tonight, Bulls. Oh, uh, one of our regulars, P. Will supporter. Hey, What's up, back? P. Will supporter? Where you been? Saying, uh, when Levine comes back, Kobe, P. Will, and Io will all be forced to take a back seat, which is a joke. Announced Levine is out for a month. Oh, he's back um, with a vengeance. So, they, uh, <laughs> th- there back. was a little bit of an update from uh, Billy Donovan's pregame media availability, touching on Zach. Still out for a week, as planned. Going to reevaluate him. Friday or Saturday, and then and then see what comes. But I I did notice. Uh, I believe it was in in Casey Johnson's mailbag that came out uh, earlier today mm-hmm. that somebody was asking about like the the whole ch- is it in everyone's best interest to zit Zach Levine question right. that right. we have also discussed. Right. And Casey said in that when Zach is ready to play, like physicality wise, 
he will play. Yeah. At least that's the way that Casey's reading it from what we're hearing from the Bulls, the PR, their medical staff, everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess depending on where you are as a Bulls fan, whether you're still looking at 8-14 and 14 as maybe something salvageable and rooting for wins, even rooting for an ugly win like tonight, or you're looking a little further down the road after Zach Levine mm-hmm. and thinking, gosh, I want to see as many minutes right now out of the younger players like Kobe, yeah. like Io, yeah. like Pat, who any of whom and maybe all of whom are going to be around for the next chapter of this. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of which thing you put a higher priority on right now. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, for me right now, Zach's, you know how I felt from the beginning, Zach's got to get out there and he's got to play. And right now, Zach has got to come out here and play. And I'm honestly excited to see him play because he knows right now where he stands, where his value is, and what he's ranked at as far as around the NBA. So if he wants to raise that, if he wants to elevate that, he has absolutely no choice but to come in and adapt. He has to adapt to what's going on on the floor. He has to adapt to this system. He has to, Matt. If he wants to go somewhere and he wants to be in a place where a team is going to look at him and say, dude, I like what you got right right now. Come mm-hmm. on through. Come holler at us, man. You're going to have to show them that you can be a guy that can play in any kind of style. He did that in Team USA. I watched him do it. So I know he can do it. I watched him tell uh, Coach Popovich, just let me play defense. Don't even worry about it. We got enough scores. I'll play defense. And that's what he did. And did it pretty damn good, too. So I know he can do it. So that's all I'm looking for. And, again, I don't want – Sometimes I felt like, Matt, and this is just my personal opinion, sometimes I would feel like when I would watch him do certain things on the floor, it was out of spite. It just felt like he wasn't, he was just doing it just to be doing it. You know, I'm not shooting tonight. Here goes some assists. So like, so you mean some of those handful of games after the trade report came out where yes. he just looked very passive, and disingenuous, disengaged. Yes, and yeah. just not attached to the team at all. Yeah. It just didn't feel real. You know, it didn't feel honest. And again, this is just my opinion. I could be completely wrong about this, but it's just how I felt watching him. It was just like, yeah, he played a complete game. He did some passing and stuff. I'm like, but yeah, he took four shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing out here, bro? This is what you do. So I feel like you're going to get a more engaged guy because not only does he know his value and what it is around the league, Matt, but the team without you is not just winning, but more harmonious. Well, and, and see, I... I get that that's the narrative now. And that narrative is only going to grow larger after tonight, mm-hmm. which is another win yeah. with Zach on the bench nursing an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that narrative, albeit a small sample size, in the first two games sure. of this winning streak. Sure, You beat a good Milwaukee team. You beat a good Pelicans team. And you do it by moving the ball. You have 30-plus team assists in each of those games, and we're finally starting to see some of the things that we had heard all about, creating better looks behind the three-point line, keeping the ball moving, getting the ball into the paint, and then splashing it out to shooters, Mm -hmm. upping the pace, whether it be Kobe or Io. And then even in the second of those two wins, DeMar coming back after missing the first win, Mm -hmm. and being Spurs facilitating DeMar and keeping the ball moving. Right. 
and contributing to that when yeah. people wondered when Zach and or DeMar come back, mm-hmm. will this thing we saw against the Bucks magically disappear again? Or, or not magically, but no coincidence, for very obvious reasons, disappear again. Tonight's game, to me, does not contribute to that narrative. Sure. Because you didn't win with beautiful ball movement and ef- like efficient offense and pushing the pace and playing competent, good, de- uh, uh, good offense. You shot 43% from the field. Mm-hmm. You took a, a small Bulls-esque amount of threes. Bulls-esque. And you basically won because the Hornets are trash, shot like trash, and DeMar played a lot of DeMar ball mm-hmm. and got to the free throw line a bunch. Yeah. And again, when the Bulls' offense fell a- apart in that second quarter, when again, they went nearly six minutes without a field goal, I'm sorry. That, that does not contribute to the narrative of Bulls play better without Zach Levine. Because they kind of looked like trash. I tell you why it does. Because they won. And that's the reason it contributes. Because I've seen them play better than that and lose. And I've seen them play that kind of level right there and lose even worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this, I talked about this in the pregame, Matt. I was worried about how they would look coming out in this game just after having so many games off. Because after that second game and how they were looking, you're playing that good and you're playing that hot. If you're taking like three, four games off, you know, that, that cools you down a little bit. So I talked about that in the pregame, how I thought that they would look, you know, not, not like they looked in those first two games. And they didn't. And they didn't look that way. But the, it's just the fact that they simply walked away with the victory and mm-hmm. hit some key buckets. That, that key play, Matt, where Patrick Williams, they missed the shot. I can't remember who missed it. I think it was Caruso. Missed the three. The ball gets tipped out by Patrick Williams. Oh, Pat came flying in for that right. back tap. Tipped that in to, to Caruso, right. who threw a great pass inside to Vooch. Vooch had for the, the seal, lay-in. lay-in. Play of the game. Yeah. That was it. I think that, that put the lead back up to 12. Yes, that yeah, was late, it, and the game's the over. Yeah. Right, and the game's done. They had to close. You know what I mean? That's something we hadn't seen the Bulls do. This season alone, Matt, we've watched them go on these long runs and then give up the lead. Mm-hmm. We watched them do it and then have to fight in overtime to come back and get the victory. So I'm sure it was hit, hitting some Bulls fans in the stomach when when uh, the Charlotte Hornets started kind of making their run and started trying to come back and getting the, the lead in the single digits. That's why I think it was important of, for them to close the game and get this victory. Now, of course, I wanted to see the young guys out there. After the third quarter, I was telling you, I was like, dude, this is Julian Phillips, Dale Terry time. I want the minutes. But they wouldn't give it to me. Thanks a lot, Charlotte. <laughs> but they wouldn't give it to me. And the Bulls didn't help them either. You know what I mean? Didn't help get those guys out there on the floor. No. Just by how they played. But you have to learn how to win. You still are still, even though they, they have these vets on the squad, a couple of these young guys still have to learn how to win out here. And you got to walk away with these kind of victories against these kind of teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess the whole learn how to win thing mm-hmm. is a label you put on young teams. This is a veteran team. <laughs> Veteran-ish. I guess. I mean, yeah, you got Vooch, you got Caruso, you got DeMar. You know what I mean? You got Tory Craig, you got uh, Drummond. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are veteran guys. This is supposed to be a compete now team. That's what the front office told us. Oh, well, that's over with, man. I, that's, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I, I don't want to hear about this learn how to win crap because I get that that's something sports fans say about younger teams and teams that are struggling to find wins. Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to close. You got to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Fucking bullshit, man. They do, though. 
I hear you. I kind of do. A couple of them still don't, bro. Like, we saw it, like I just told you. They still – did it look like they knew how to win in yeah. those early parts well, of this year? Even being a veteran team and all that shit? Right. Did it look like they knew how to win? Right. It no. didn't. Um, it really didn't. Something that I, I do think – you know, to, to sort of seed a little bit of that point of me not thinking that tonight's win contributes to the Bulls better without Zach mm. narrative from the first two wins. Uh, AK, our guy, saying without Zach, we're not falling behind by 20 in the first quarter or getting out-rebounded by every team. That means team is now giving effort. And we did talk after the Pelicans win. Like, mm. wow, that's two games now where the Bulls are playing better and appear to be playing more as a team, but maybe as importantly or more importantly, mm -hmm. they'll look like they give a damn tonight yeah. and are out there playing. They're hustling for loose balls. They're yeah. scrapping for second possession. That's a part of it. They're, you know, they're communicating and not making as many mistakes on defense. Um, that, and I think, again, that's not all on Zach, mm -hmm. but it brings us back to something that we were talking about through the first 15 games of the season, which is the continuation of something we already knew. The Bulls' big three of Zach, DeMar, Vooch, do not fit well together as players mm -hmm. and do not get the Bulls off to strong starts. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter who the other two people were that Billy put around them in the starting five because mm -hmm. he tried a lot of different things. He did. Bottom line, Zach DeMar Vooch, as a trio, one of the worst net ratings of any trio of players mm -hmm. in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So you take Zach out of that, and you could also, again, take Tamar out of that, take Vooch out of that. It's not just Zach. If you go and look at some of those two-man lineups with two of the big three, they're a lot better. Yeah. When all three of them are on the floor, it's real bad. Hasn't been so good. one of them being out leads you to not digging yourself a 20-point hole in the first quarter. But it's not um, – and see, that's the thing, Matt. It's not just one of them being out. It's Zach being out. I think that's the difference. What, the one who requested a trade? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. <There's> <laughs> like, that's kind of the thing. Because, like I told you, when you saw DeMar come back, I saw him getting hugged <laughs> on the floor by Kobe Whitens and a couple other guys when he walked back on the floor. And not just hugged, but just laughs and joy was presented right there. Not saying Zach don't get that, but DeMar's leadership is different. And it feels like they, the younger guys gravitate more towards him. Maybe obviously because they spend four in the morning time with him, you know, with Dalen and Pat. But it just feels like they they uh, gravitate towards him a little bit more and a little bit differently than they do Zach. And I'm not saying it's any fault of Zach's. It could just be his personality and the person that he is. You know what I'm saying? But it just feels like DeMar is the guy that they're like, DeMar! And Zach is like, Zach, my man, what's yeah, up, I mean, bro? When, <laughs> I when, could be wrong. When we were out in Paris last season, uh, and we saw that footage that the GOAT sent us from one of their practices, and it was, remember, Dale and Terry coming in and bugging Zach yeah. and, like, pretending yeah. to be a member of the media interview? And Zach said to DeMar off camera, come get your son. That's right. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> come get him, bro. Come get your son. It's, it just feels different, man, but... We're going to see because Zach will be back, ladies and gentlemen. Zach will return, and that's, I'm anxious Zachary to see it. Backery. Oh, the attackery is going to be in full of factory. all right? Like, I really believe Zach is going to come back and do his damn thing because, again, he has no choice. You want what you want. You got to give them what they need. Like, you have to, bro. Like, you have to do this adaption. Mm -hmm. You can't 
Say, fuck, I don't feel like it. It can't be none of that body language crap out there, bro. It can't be. You have to come out here and you got to ball. He he does not have a choice, bro. He got to come do his thing, and I'm excited to see it because this schedule after this Spurs one, it, it gets back to reality. Whoop, there goes gravity as soon as it comes back. Whoop, there goes rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we got to take our first Mom's break. Spaghetti. We'll come back and continue talking about tonight's game. We'll also hear from Willie Gogali from the United Center. Uh, we'll get to more of y'all's comments, uh, some super chats if we have some. In the meantime, you know what to do if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. We got nearly 400 watching with us tonight, late on a what? weeknight. We appreciate y'all. Likes? What are we doing? Let's get the likes number up, shall we? Come on. Our man Joseph, he he thrives oh, on your likes. He, he lives off it. of your likes. He got to have it. You hear me? He cries of one tear out his left eye when get he don't get the money likes, y'all. Just let the O'Hurley boy mow your lawn, all right? <laughs> just give him a like. Tonight's show Bulls brought to you by... DraftKings Sportsbook. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can bet bet $5 on any any NBA action and score $150 in bonus bets instantly just for putting a $5 bet on. Doesn't matter if your bet cashes or not, Mm -hmm. hits or not. Either way, you're getting $150 in bonus bets just for making that $5 bet. I mean, imagine if you bet on a Luka triple-double that involved 30 points in that triple-double tonight, mm, mm. you would have cashed your bet at halftime. Oh, no, he had 29 at halftime. He did, 29. Shortly after halftime, <laughs> you would have been raking in the dough. You hear me? Mm. Also, just uh, as a aside to back to pregame, uh, my, my parlay for tonight's Bulls-Hornets action did not hit Oh, because Patrick Williams' streak of 10-plus point games – just came to it. a sad end. Tonight. Just missed it. I just needed 10 points for Pat. It was close. You were a bucket short. 10, Pat. Just a bucket uh, short. I was also a P.J. Washington three short. It was those two stats Ooh. that I was missing. I think he went one for seven. He's been off. I, I, in pregame, I was joking about P.J. Washington bull slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know what Barely noticed him. him out there. Yeah, that's tough, man. I jinxed it. I jinxed myself. Oh, no. He, he jinxed himself. He, he made some decisions off the court. Whatever <laughs> whatever happens, you can always try again. Try again tomorrow at DraftKings. Uh, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code CHGO to take advantage of that incredible offer. $5 down on any NBA action nets you $150 in bonus bets instantly. Mm-hmm. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code CHGO. The crown, Dave yours oh that is very kind of you joey what time is it game time who why is your mic so back so far bro uh i don't know <laughs> all right it's so far it's, it was very very far it's all good <laughs> you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports music comedy and theater events nearest you with alar <laughs> Last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It is not the place. No, 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 no. It is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And with zone deals, guess what? You pick the section, 
Game Time does the selecting. Oh, hell yeah. Get you in the average savings of. Drum roll, Matt Pack. Eighteen percent. He said super drums, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right, I like him. I dig him. I'm with it. I'm with it. Just like Freddie from School of Rock. Oh, well, I can't go against that. <laughs> like a white five oh shigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadigadig
in their win on Saturday, mm-hmm. he came into a tie with Lowry Markkinen, Bulls franchise record, mm-hmm. for the most consecutive games with three or more made three-point field goals oh. at eight. Tonight, despite a not great shooting night from Kobe overall, mm-hmm. six of 16 from the field you pointed out earlier at the top of the show, yes. he still went three of seven, so just, you know, Keeping pace with that, as we discussed in our shows earlier this week, mm-hmm. shooting 50% from three over his last, like, eight games or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Three of seven from downtown tonight for Kobe. That means he breaks the tie with Lowry, stands alone as the Chicago Bulls franchise record holder the cheese stands for alone. consecutive games with three or more made threes. Mm. I mean, it, it is a nice cherry on top of this string of games we've seen from Kobe. I think the best part that's come out of this is watching you fall in love with Kobe White has been the thing that I've liked the most out of us. Because now you're saying things like, God, I love Kobe White. I, like, I, <laughs> like, now I'm hearing this come out of your mouth. And, and when did I say that? When he took a charge. When he took one of his two charges tonight, mm-hmm. which I believe I saw KC had the stat on Twitter. Uh, third? Tied for third in the NBA? Or maybe mm-hmm. tied for eighth in the like, Kobe White is among the NBA leaders in charges taken this season, mm. which, I mean, again, you, you said maybe some of that is Caruso rubbing off on some oh, of these other guys. Without a doubt. Uh, I mean, yes, I love when Kobe gets hot from three. Yes, I love when Kobe pushes the pace and gets to the rack and transition. And, I mean, some of the, the passes we saw him making tonight, that one no-look Flip out to Tory Craig on the wing for that three. That was pretty. It was gorgeous. Yes, it was. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But man, when Kobe showed me that defense, woo! Uh, uh, uh. That's something I'm happy about. Oh, <laughs> not just a hater, y'all. No, <laughs> but hey, he brought some joy in there. That that's the kind of stuff Matt likes. You know what I mean? Like the guys, you know, the hard nosed, you know, tough guys out there. Like, have you not seen? I mean, come on, we've had these conversations. Y'all know how you feel. So yeah, I, I understand. Joe is my favorite player. Yes, we. But and I. But I just like the fact that you're finding somebody on this team to actually get behind. Right. When it looked very, very bleak for that for a lot of Bulls fans as well. About is there anybody on this team I actually like? You know, anybody on this team who I who I feel like rooting for? And Kobe White has stepped into that kind of role. You know what I mean? As somebody that Bulls fans and us. Well, I was already rooting for him, but. Steps into a role people, you know, already just want to root for and want to see do well just because they're watching how hard he plays. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he takes hits, man. Not just on the charges, but even getting to the bucket. He, he took another one. You know what I mean? Going he, to the bucket. He tumbled on a couple of his drives. Yeah, man. Right? He, he really did. So, yeah, Kobe's, Kobe's toughness is, is what's going to adhere him to Bulls fans like it did so many others before him, like it does Caruso right now. Yeah. So, yeah, like shout out to him. Man. Uh, yeah, so here is the clarification on that stat. Speaking of Kobe and Caruso, Kobe with that charge he drew tonight is up to a team high eight charges drawn on the season. Oh, team high. That means more than Caruso. That's what that means. Also tied for third most charges drawn in the entire NBA. Wow. That's my boy, Kobe White. That's saying something right there, man. That's wow. Shout out to him, man. Kobe White doing that. And on top of that, getting up and still hitting those key buckets. Because Kobe has shown us that in that second half is when he starts to cook. Whether it's third or fourth quarter, the second half. Today was the third quarter for him. 
when he started, you know, to hit some shots. But, yeah, Kobe has just – he's just been awesome, especially in these last few games. It's really clicked for him about who he is, where he wants to be on the floor, and how he wants to help this team mm-hmm. going forward. It's really clicking for him. It's just fun to see. It really – it's fun to see a guy like him who a lot of people were just really down on for a long time. And a lot of people, you know – and I said this before to Kobe when, when we – I can't remember when we would have this discussion – about who he is and where he should be. And I would say, well, the one person who it matters to what we're saying, who it doesn't matter to what we're saying, excuse me, is Kobe White. Because what matters is what he thinks of himself Mm -hmm. and where he is on the floor. He thinks he's a starter. He thinks he's the all-star. He thinks he's the man. So as long as he thinks that and continues with that work ethic that he has shown he's had since his rookie season, you're going to get shit like this. And it's going to make you excited and happy and make you want to root for him, man. Uh, awesome. Colin in the comments saying, sign Kobe for 10 more years. That stuff right there. Our guy, Clem, French Bulls TV, saying that uh, at this rate, Kobe's contract is going to be so friendly. Oh, it's going to look amazing, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, again, like we, we kind of touched on it in pregame. If, if the Bulls do shift gears here, and, and step one of that is finding a trade partner for Zach Levine, and maybe on top of that, the DeMar and the Caruso dominoes fall yeah, if AK actually does his job and looks at the big picture. Um, <laughs> the re-signing of Kobe this offseason, which was 30, or sorry, three years, 36 mil with like up to 40 mil in incentives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, well, it was a surprise, but because of the way Kobe finished last season, right. when we all saw him as a a most likely trade candidate coming into last season. Mm-hmm. The way he played, he stuck around, earned himself that contract. And now, I mean, Bulls fans cry themselves to sleep every night thinking, <laughs> when are we going to have a point guard again after the Derrick Rose years, which were so, so long ago. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny to you know hear Kobe talk about his role on this team, yeah. hear Billy Donovan talk about Kobe's role on this team, and say some of it is sort of amorphous and whatever, but all we all know is that Kobe looks to be like one of the guys on this team who still cares about playing this season, playing hard this season. Yeah. He's playing well this season. Yeah. He's young enough and on a team-friendly enough contract that he looks like maybe the player worth keeping around the most right now mm. if they are going to blow this up. Mm. Which is mm. like would have sounded so unlikely not even a year ago, but six months ago. That's fair. That's a that's a very fair point. Um, I just, and it's just what makes me so happy for him, man. Like, cause this is the Kobe White I've been, you know, championing mm-hmm. for 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 years now, and just seeing it come to fruition like this, just all that hard work you watched him put in, and all, and not just the talk, you know, but the actual work, yeah, the constant grind of what Kobe White wants to do, like his um the Bulls uh video. That just released on their on their site on the Chicago Bulls. One of those uh, all access episodes. Correct. Yeah. Man. Okay. Awesome look into Kobe White is what that was. Uh, they brought in your your main man uh, CP3 uh, was on there too talking about Kobe White. There's one. <laughs> People talk to me about a CP3 for Levine trade today. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> I believe he, he did say this. So get ready for the big day CHGO show. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> but Kobe White, and he talked about how much he loves Kobe White because, you know, he's kind of his mentor and stuff like that. But sure. just hearing them talk about how Kobe is regiment and 
how Kobe has a routine and just how he's evolving into that leader at this age of 22, 23, but he's still in his fourth or fifth year in the league. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff you're seeing on the floor, you know, come on and happen. And that's what just makes me excited about my main man, Kobe, dog. Like, it just makes me excited. Whoa, Joey, was that a new one? Oh, okay. It, it just makes me excited, man. And, yeah, like, I, I love it. I really do love what I'm seeing from my man, Kobe White. Uh, all right, let's hustle through our second ad break, and then we've got Will to go Gottlieb, who's going to join us on the other side yes. to give us his thoughts from tonight's game, insight from the postgame locker room. Uh, Big Dave, tell the fine people in Bulls Nation about Midtown Athletic Club. Sweat! I barely do it ever. Well, he's doing it now because he threw a hat. But if he continued to do this, that's called working out. And he can do all that at the Midtown Athletic Club, y'all. It's an awesome place. It's amazing. It is Herb Lawrence approved, Adam Hogue approved. It is Karm approved. It is awesome. You all need to be there. They have four awesome locations, one at Palantine, Bannockburn, Willowbrook, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. It's Matt Peck, a sister approved. Sis. Midtown Palantine also has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024, just in time for all of Joey's New Year resolutions. You can lock in favorable rates and then join before the end of the year. They got something for everybody up there. If you're single, you got family with kids, you got people looking to make lifestyle changes, holistic wellness, Midtown Athletic Club is the place you need to be. Over a hundred classes per week included in the membership y'all and it's not gym quality spaces it's boutique quality spaces because they got the super luxe locker rooms with the wet and dry saunas and the premium amenities they got the amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tub they got the best tennis courts and programming in the sport free outdoor and indoor adventiones indoor and outdoor adventiones all day long. God damn. Oh, yoga, boxing, spinning, cycling, cross training, group exercises, high intensity interval, inter, interval training. I'm so excited that I can't say it because it's the Midtown Athletic Club. I call a tongue twister. Ooh. So head over to midtown.com slash C-H-G-O. Find out more and to tour that rhyme. The Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Midtown Athletic Club, y'all. Sweat it out. Sweat it out. After you sweat it out, you should turn to your friendly neighborhood ComEd folks to learn about clean energy. Mm. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. It's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet. After you get yourself healthy at Midtown, start thinking about the health of the planet for the well-being of all of us who share it. That is correct, Matt. The electric vehicle is evolving. And meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Mm. Once again, electric tomorrow. Whether you have a delivery van like Joey might have or a whole fleet of shipping trucks like George Pathis might have, ComEd can help you guide you to make the changes. That makes sense. So what should business owners do, Dave, if they oh want to get into this clean energy? What? Joe, did you hear what he asked me? I'm so excited. Oh, Lisa, listen up. He asked me the question. Here it comes. Go. This is what you do, Matt. You listen closely? I'm listening. Go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. 
It's electric. Yes. If you own a business, as MacPex says, good for you. Mm. And but also, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comment.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? Uh, yes, I said comment.com slash clean. Go now and see how Going Electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Check that out. Joseph, what time is it? <laughs> That's right, it's Goat Talk time. Coming to us from the Goat Talk hotline, it's our guy, Willie Go Gottlieb, joining us from the United Center following tonight's Bulls win over the Hornets. Follow him on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb, for all of his Bulls updating reports, tidbits, uh, and, of course, the ca- the Dancing Cat video oh. on Bulls Victory Nights. Oh. Man, they're few and far between, but we've gotten oh three God. of them in a row. <laughs> oh, Mr. Goat. Um Thank, yes, you for, thank you for joining us, Will. I, I was sitting here kind of in my salty Bulls fan mood, saying to Dave, saying to the, our fellow Bulls fans, like, okay, yeah, you got yourself your three-game winning streak, but this, this is a lamellaless Hornets team that's pretty trash, and both of these teams kind of played like trash tonight. Mm-hmm. The Bulls essentially won it by DeMar getting to the free throw line. Otherwise, you know, Hornets started cold and then hit a few down the stretch to get it close. Mm-hmm. Bulls uh, started hot and then went cold. I mean, I mean, what what did you make of this game, and do you think it contributed in any way to the the narrative of the previous two wins? I mean, look, you got to give this team credit for winning three straight games. There was a period of time uh, last Tuesday, I believe it was, when we were at uh, rings and wings and rings eating some wings and watching the Bulls get their ass kicked by the Celtics by twenty seven points, and Billy Donovan was complaining to Joe Mazzulla for hack a Drummond and it just was brutal. I mean, that was, that was what seems like rock bottom at so at least so far this year. Um, so I, you do definitely have to give this team credit for kind of bouncing back and taking some pride in, in themselves and the way they're playing. I mean, this stood out to me from after the uh, game against the Bucks, but like Patrick was just like kind of upset with the way that they, the Celtics tried to embarrass them. And I think that kind of spurred some change. So Definitely got to give them credit. And I think this is more along the lines, like who knows if this is actually how good they are, but it's definitely closer to what this team should have been from the start of the year. And I think it's still really disappointing. They got off to that start. The whole point of continuity in my mind is to be able to like not have to deal with this, to not have to shake off the cobwebs at the start of every single year, to be able to just get going from the 14 and nine finish that you had last year and build on that momentum wise. So I do give them credit. Look, they're still six games under 500. They're eight and 14. Um, they have a ton of work still to do. And I was kind of asking a little bit, you know, some of these players about like, is this who you guys are now? Um, is this like that much different than what you were before? Like, how do you reconcile playing this way versus the first 19 games of the season when you guys were, you know, nine games under 500? And I think there's a sentiment of like, we were doing some of the right stuff, but we weren't making shots and we were letting that bleed into our confidence. And I think that's all well and good, but like the fact of the matter is they're still in a huge hole right now. They're in 11th or 12th place in the Eastern conference. They've got a ton of work to do. I think they're uh, on the right track and we'll see what that track ends up being in terms of trading guys, 
what a return for Zach ultimately ends up being. Do they look to move DeMar and Caruso? Um, but also just like not being a prisoner of the moment. Like they won three games. They played 22. Um, they're still 8-14. and 14. So trying to keep the big picture in mind. I know it's exciting to get on board with three straight wins, but I think if you're AK, if you're Billy or any of the players, like you have to be thinking about the bigger picture here. And, you know, this three-game streak is great, but you got a, a lot more work to do just to get back to 500, let alone, you know, in top six seed territory, which is where they want to be. Oh, Will, one one play I want to know your opinion on on his game tonight <laughs> is uh, Nikola Vucevic. Um, 20 points, 12 rebounds, but he didn't shoot great from the field. But he did hit those threes early, which I think kind of got him into his game. But for me, it was weird because I noticed him early with those threes. But then when I looked at his stat line, I was like, oh, crap, he's got 20 points and 12 rebounds. Like, I, it kind of he kind of disappeared and it was a very quiet 20 and 12 if you can mm-hmm. have one of those games. I also like watched him try to take advantages of certain of what PJ he thought Washington. were mismatches yeah. down the post and, and fail miserably. Yeah, PJ Washington you're supposed to go to work on and he didn't. And several layups he he missed inside. I, like I don't even that. know who the Hornets backup center's name is. No and, clue. And Vooch couldn't take him. And he was blocking shots left and right. Uh but I'm curious as as to how you felt about the game that uh Vooch played tonight, Will. Well, look, man, it's a simple game. You give him the ball, you get out of his way, and you just let him go to work. Stop um, it. Stop it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, it was, you know, first of all, let's say this. Vooch got two offensive rebounds on the first possession. I thought he was active. Um, Nick Richards, who's starting in place, and Mark Williams is an athlete. He was also giving Vooch some trouble uh, on the defensive glass. But I thought Vooch worked. Um, you mentioned the threes. That's That's a big piece of it. To me, like, he's still not even looking at the basket a lot when he's got the ball at the top of the key, when the ball rotates to him. Like, he he needs to be a threat in those situations. Um, and right now he's not. So he'll get, like, the occasional spot up three when he's wide open. But I think that if the Bulls want to be, like, a really dynamic offense, they have to, like, leverage his outside shooting ability to create avenues for other guys. Um, I think that's, like, the whole point of trying to make him a playmaker out of the post is to leverage his passing. I think the same thing needs to be done with his passing from the top of the key. They did run uh, like a elbow split at one point for a Patrick three. So like they're trying stuff. I think they're, they're working on implementing more of this stuff, but to me, you know, I've said this before, but like the plays that stand out in my mind are the like eight dribble post-ups and, you know, hook shots that go in and out. And like, those are the ones I can't really get out of my head. So on the whole eight of 17, not a terrible shooting night, you know, 20 points, 12 rebounds. You want that from your center. Um, but I think the Bulls, especially without Zach, are still trying to find the balance of, like, where does Vooch go to work? Where Where is he a passer? How does this, you know, function with DeMar? Like, we saw the best version of Vooch in the game that DeMar and Zach were both out. And we saw a great version of DeMar in the game where he came back because I, I feel like, to me, it's it's easier to play fast when you only have one slow-it-down guy on the floor. But oftentimes the Bulls have two, and even though they're super skilled, it just bogs down the offense. I think that happened, even though, you know, they, they ended up winning by 10. Like, to me, that was not a super inspiring offensive performance. Um, and, you know, 25 threes, that's much lower than – it just felt kind of like a last-year win against a really bad team, and that's ultimately what it was. So um, I want to see them keep building on some of the things that they did really well against the Bucks and the Pelicans. To me – that had some of this game had some elements of that, but not enough. Uh, Will we saw 
We saw Billy Donovan go to two of his young guys who have not been in the regular rotation at all this season in the first quarter tonight. Let's go! Uh, well, Julian uh, Phillips making uh, his entrance, then shortly followed by Dalen Terry. E.T. Both of whom checked into this game before veteran free agent signing Javon Carter. Uh, I know you made note of that as well. I'm curious if Billy addressed that in his post-game press conference and, and what you made of that decision. He kind of talked about it pre-game a little bit. Um, well, first of all, with Zach out and DeMar has been out, Crusoe has been out, um, they're trying to find the right rotations. And I think, you know, first of all, Julian has kind of stepped ahead of Dalen, which I find interesting. Um, but today, both Dalen and Julian, to your point, Matt, were ahead of Javon Carter. Um, Carter ended up playing more minutes than both of them. But right. it's just interesting. I think Billy's still trying to massage things and figure out what works and what kind of, you know, rotations are out there. I don't think that those two guys, Julian and Dalen, are going to be like fixtures of the lineup when Zach comes back. And, you know, I don't see them playing much more than they did tonight in any given game. Um, Billy said he likes to have a nine-man rotation, but he's been playing 10 because he feels like these guys really deserve minutes. Um, today he went to 11. So I think he's just like trying to get them some minutes, but also like every second they're out there, every possession that they get out there is information that the front office can use when they're thinking about their future. So it's small samples, but like those small samples add up over the course of two weeks or a month or, you know, and, and if what all the reporting indicates is true, that AK wants to focus on moving Zach and then figure out what to do with the rest of the roster, it's good to have some extra data to help inform those opinions for when you do have to make those decisions. So um, I spent some time talking with Julian the other day. Um, I have a story coming up about that and just catching up with him. He's been dominating in the G League. So I look forward to that tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning. But yeah, it's just, it's great to see those guys. Like the, if the Bulls are going to enter a rebuild here, whether it's just trading Zach or, you know, going full teardown mode, like you want to have some hope and you want your young guys to inspire some confidence about the future. And it's hard to like get excited about that if you just haven't seen them. So I'm just, I'm excited to see those guys out there and, and hopefully they continue to build on what they've done so far. Oh, real, real quick before we get to uh, Guna tonight, I had to ask you about Kobe White's game tonight. It was, he didn't shoot great, but I just loved how controlled he felt out there. Uh, even with the five assists, he didn't have any turnovers. Uh, but also, you know, breaking the three point record. Uh, tonight, going three of seven, hitting, um, what, three, say it again. Three or more threes in nine straight games. Thank you very much. Bam. He did that. Um, just how your feelings about his game tonight, and did you feel that kind of comfort level that it feels like he's kind of getting into with the starting lineup? 100%, 100%. Um, Billy kind of mentioned this after the game, too, which I thought was really interesting. That, And it's kind of a hypothesis that we've all been talking about, which is that, like, even though I think – Maybe the narrative right now is not that they'll be better when Zach gets back. I think everybody in the building, in the locker room at least, believes that like Zach, they need Zach to win. They need their one of their best players in order to play their best basketball. Um, but what Billy said was like, these guys, Io, Kobe, Patrick, and probably Kobe in particular, need to have the belief and confidence in themselves to be able to make the next play. And when they've been kind of thrust into these situations where Zach has been out, DeMar has missed some time. Crusoe has been out. It's been really good for their development. It's been really good for their growth to be able to problem solve in those situations. And I think they've gained a ton of confidence. Like Io is shooting the ball. Um, he just looks like he's like getting shots up now. Uh, four out of his nine attempts tonight were threes. 
Kobe has obviously been just outstanding lately. Patrick, nine rebounds. Are you kidding me? So, like, I think these guys are just – they're playing with a little bit more confidence here, and I think that's really going to benefit the team moving forward. I was talking with Patrick about it too. You know, it's just so difficult to guard teams when you don't know who's going to score, when it's not just prescribed DeMar isolations every time. It's so easy to load up against those kind of offenses, and I think the Bulls want to be more dynamic. Um, Patrick, Kobe, and Io turning into good offensive players is the way to do that. Joseph, it is time. Hit him, Joe! Boom. Goon of the night brought to you by Empire today. All they do is floors, 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 no matter what. 588 2300. Matt Empire today. Bam. Will to go got Sir, you first, as always. Who is your goon of the night? You, Dave, because you just said <laughs> all they do is floors, floors, floors. Um, no, I'll, I'll go with Caruso. That dude just spent like probably 65% of that game on the floor, and he's just he's a total freak show. I, that guy's awesome. Freak show, it's true. Spathis? Um, hold on. Let me let me actually confer with – I want to see the official counter here to see if this person has won yet this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Joey's going to go and check the counter, see if they won. Uh, he has not. He is not. And my pick – is Andre Drummond. Oh, please the, explain. The Drummondery was was out tonight in full effect, throwing up layups, padding the stat sheet with, you know, purposeful offensive rebounds maybe. I don't, you know, he, but he was up there, he was doing his thing. I, you were yelling about it early. I, I, I don't know if you liked it particularly. You were calling for him to be <laughs> taken out. But he was gooning. He was gooning. Oh, that's, man. That's... He was good. He, he was something. <laughs> he was something. I was. I was about to Whoa. give my. You give it. I, I got you. Give it. I got you. <laughs> Whose show is this? <laughs> Let the Joey sell it. I was about to give my goon love to Andre Drummond. Okay. Instead, I am giving my goon love to Sham Sharanya, who okay. just tweeted uh-huh. that Bulls Zach Levine. We'll miss an additional three to four weeks to treat right foot inflammation. Oh, it hurts. I, I told see you. some of y'all in our comments uh, were, were throwing uh, comments out about it uh, before we got there. That is crazy. We've been talking about it. Yeah. So they just sit up until they find a trade for him. Y'all, we may have seen Zach Levine play his last game in a Bulls jersey. We may have seen it. This may have been a thing. What? Oh, my goodness. Will, I'm curious. Your reaction, sir. I, I, I'm very curious. Yeah, I just, like, I think we all know it's time to move on. Um, I'm surprised that, you know, first of all, Billy said pregame that we were supposed to get an update on Friday. So this is, this is breaking news, obviously. Um, I just wish that if this is the end of the Zach Levine era, that it had ended on better terms. It just, he did not play well. The team was awful. Um, it just kind of a sour taste in your mouth. And um, like I said, who knows if this is actually going to be his last game. Um, but three to four weeks puts you in January 15th territory. It's like a week before. So that's when pretty much the entire league is eligible to be traded. Definitely would not surprise me at this point. Um, but definitely, yeah, I mean, 
that's uh, three or four weeks. That's I'm kind of surprised it took that. It's he's going to be out that long. Yeah. And they said they I were going to reevaluate. I think it's clearly at this point that they're just holding him out. Whereas before it felt, I'm sure there's like a foot issue as well. I don't think they're going to be like investigated for, you know, keeping him off the floor. But um, with all that being said, I just think it's kind of a sour note to end on. You know, he's been with his team seven years. It's been rough and it just felt like it kind of fizzled out in a bummer of a way. Let me, let me get this out of the way because Matt, I, I know that look. So, so let me get this out of the way real quick. And hand out this goon of the night because what? Matt Peck. Well, look. Yeah, okay. Matt's going to do some Matt stuff. No, <laughs> Matt's, no. Matt's going to do some Matt things. Let me hand this out. Our goon of the night. <laughs> See how Jason looking to him? Andre Drummond. Wow, yeah. Andre Drummond yeah. is your goon of the night. I dig it. Joey is correct. I did not like it. <laughs> I was not a fan of it. But my God, the, that one play, Matt, where he got 15 offensive rebounds on one play, where he's Man. laying it up and tap and tap and tap and tap, tap a tap a tap a. It was all that again and again and again to get two points. You pointed out Melissa, shout out to her, pointed out her tweet and, and her pointing that and out as you well. Succeed. Try again. Turn yourself off and try again. And again. And again and again. And again and again and again. <laughs> My goodness, man. Andre Drummond was in full goon mode tonight. Coincidence or not a coincidence? Oh. Drummond was three of eight from the field tonight. Mm -hmm. That's five misses. Yes. He had five offensive rebounds. <laughs> not a coincidence at all. I'm not saying. Not a, I'm just, just saying. saying. Oh, my God. Andre Drummond, sir, well-deserved. First of many goon of the nights for you. Brought I to you by it. Empire today. Uh, we'll let you go. We'll let you go, man. I'm sure you got lots to react to and uh, do with this newest uh, Zach Levine update. Everybody out there in Bulls Nation, make sure you're following along with Will the Go Gottlieb, our guy, Will underscore Gottlieb, for all of his Bulls updating and reports. Read everything he writes for Bye, us, Will. all chgo.com. Will and Mark will have an HQ episode of CHGO for y'all tomorrow afternoon. Be on the lookout for that. Will, we will see you on Friday. Mm. Hopefully I get the story about the gallon water bottle on Friday. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if you're lucky. You Will to go, Gottlieb. Uh, today's CSU Bulls also brought to you by our friends at FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Still got time to get some of that last minute Christmas shopping done? You sure do. For, the, for your favorite Chicago sports fans in your life? <laughs> go to FOCO.com. Get that gear. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything. In betwixt. Whatever you need. Aloha shirts, straw hats, they got that too. Polos, bags. Maybe you're still looking for tailgating accessories Are and you? supplies and layers. Because we still got what? A third of the football season left? A quarter of the football season left? That's true. Bears! Get your tailgate gear Just at FOCO. Fails. Check out FOCO.com. That's FOCO.com or click the link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. For all non-presale items, use promo code CHGO10 at checkout, mm -hmm. and you will get 10% off your order. Again, yeah. that's promo code CHGO10, CHGO10, mm. for 10% off your order at foco.com. Mm. Uh, wow. I feel like you got more to say. <laughs> I no, I really don't. You don't have no um, to say on this? I mean, it's going to... I'm going to need a minute to process it. Okay, okay. But, I mean, I was the one who sat here and said... Maybe the Bulls should just sit Zach until they find a trade for you him. You did. And you were like, no, they got up his trade value. And I understand that side of the argument, mm -hmm. but 
I felt like the Bulls and Zach had just sort of crankily backed themselves into a corner that was going to be hard to get out of. And when he, when we got that update of he'll be out for a week with uh-huh. foot soreness, uh-huh. my, my thoughts went to that week's going to turn into multiple weeks. Uh-huh. And that might mean that we've seen the last of Zach Levine as a Chicago Bull. Uh-huh. And if that's how it ends, then that's how it ends. I, I have great appreciation for some of the things that Zach did in a Bulls jersey. That dude was the face of the franchise through some dark years. And it was not all Zach's fault that those years were so dark. He had incompetent people building teams around him. He had incompetent people coaching him. He had incompetent people hiring the people to build teams and coach around him. Zach did not have a lot of help for the seven years that he's been here. Did he play his part in this team failing to meet Bulls fans' expectations over these years? Absolutely. Without a doubt. As a Bulls fan, the way I look at it is you say thanks, you say good luck, and it's time to move on. Because I know that a lot of younger NBA fans these days tend to be more fans of players than they are of teams. Teams, Correct. And I will go and root for whichever team this player is on. Right. Because I am a this player fan. Right. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a Westbrook fan. I'm a, I'm a, you know, whoever it is. And some of you out there, maybe you're Bulls fans, you also root for players more so than other players. I wake up every day and go to bed every night a Chicago Bulls fan. That's who I am. So the minute Zach Levine... Is no longer putting on a Bulls jersey every time he takes an NBA court. Bye. Thanks. Good luck. Bye. I will continue to be here focusing on what matters, which is what it will take to get the Chicago Bulls back to NBA relevance. And if that means now moving forward without Zach Levine, then that's what it means. And I don't really feel all that emotional about it. I just want a Bulls team that's worth fucking watching. I don't care who's on it. Just give me a good competitive team that tries hard every night. Zach Levine or no Zach Levine? Mm. Let me ask you a question. If they go 0-3 in these games, do you think he will still be out three to four weeks? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. I honestly don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't. I think the answer is no. I, I think he. You plays. think if they if they continue their losing streak, yeah, then they send back Zach back out there. Yeah, because three of the more losses on top of the many that you have already mm-hmm. increases demand for what you need for this team. You know, and you're like, well, no, dude. Okay, we clearly need to get some guys in here. Our best bet is to put Zach back out there and showcase him and show these teams, dude, we need help. All right? Look. Look look what he's doing. 40 points. Give it to Zach. Let him do it. Look at what he's doing. Hey, he's doing stuff. So, for that reason, I think it would. But it's just – it's and again, it's not the fact that they won three straight. It's how they have looked and how they've won those three straight. That's what it is. It ain't the wins, guys. It's how they're looking getting these victories. That's what you're looking like. Oh, snap. How many of these games were you sitting there thinking, 
man, I wonder what Zach – I'd like to see Zach come back because i like to see him fit in with this right here. There are a lot of Bulls fans not thinking that. I promise you. They weren't even thinking about Zach Levine and where he fits because the way the Bulls looked and just how things were clicking for them. I promise you it wasn't on their minds, all right? And I know this because I talked to, <laughs> talked to a lot of them, and they weren't thinking about it at all. They're more so thinking like what you would say, like, man, with Junior Phillips getting in? And I'm like, with Dale and Terry getting some minutes? You know what I'm saying? It's for the boys. They're, they're worried about those things. And they saw where DeMar fits, so now they're truly, like, not concerned about, you know, the attackery. Mm. Zach Levine has been amazing for the Chicago Bulls. He's been awesome. Like Matt said, dark-ass times. Zach Levine was the leader of this team, all right? A professional all the time. All the time. time. I didn't see him complaining about it, about all of that shit that was heaped upon his shoulders. I watched him play injured. I've watched him play one on four. You know, I've watched him when he had no other help but him. I watched him when he had horrific-ass coaches. I've watched him when when the, the score was they were down 25 and Zach is still in the game. I've seen it. I've watched him limp up to limp up to us just to talk to us. And our reaction is, why are you here? Shouldn't you go home and rest? It's not, that's not in his nature. He wanted to be part of this, y'all. He wanted to be a part of Chicago. He wanted to be a part of this team. And he did his best to do that every single day. And I have to give him his love and his props for that, man. Zach Levine was definitely a bridge for this Chicago Bulls team, man. If it was anything that I could lean my 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 uh lean my or hang my hat on, is the fact that I had Zach Levine and I knew if I turned it on, it was a possibility I'd watch this dude score 40 points. It was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Shout out Zach Levine, thank you. If this is the last time, Zach. Mm-hmm. Thank you for what you've done for this, man. Seriously. Uh, Alex uh, Turek saying one playoff series in seven years. Again, true? Uh, true. Not entirely Zach's fault. Oh, seriously, though, bro. Tell me when they got that one time they got that playoff win. How about how about, how about you drag Chris Dunn and Wendell Carter to the playoffs, <laughs> Alex, and then get back to me? You know what I or, mean? Or how about you drag Jakar Sampson and Brandon Sampson and Wayne Selden Jr. Two Sampsons. To the playoffs. And then get back to me. How about you come down to Florida to win a game and Denzel Valentine is trying to get the basketball out of your hands to the point where he bumps you and you got to take a half-court three to miss it. And you're sitting there looking at him, what the hell you're doing? Zach went through hell a lot of these days, bro, and still walked tall every single time. Was still out there next game to play. No, I'm not, I'm not going to get on Zach for that. There's other stuff I can get on him for as far as this sure. game, for sure. But that kind of shit, uh, no, nah, bro. No. Eco Bean saying, thanks, Zach. Good luck, Zach. Our guy Marquez saying the Zach here in Chicago is the Larry David eh, gif. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll give him more love than that, bro. A, a, a I'll little give bit. him more love than that. Uh, our guy, uh, Clem, French Bulls TV, citing two all-stars, a gold medal winner, some of the things that Zach Levine accomplished while being the face of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Can't take that away. Yeah. Whatever faults you, you want to call out about him, can't take that away. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joe, can we uh, rock through a couple of uh, Super Chats and then we'll call it a night? Rocking through, Joseph Smathers. Rocking through. AK saying, Bulls streaking, win ugly streaking through the quad. 
However, also nice to see the red empty seats at the UC. Hello. <laughs> Looking forward to the imminent changes that await. Appreciate our guy, yeah, AK. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, JR from the GR, flip side 23, saying addition by subtraction, addition of wins by the subtractory of Zachary. Well done. Yes, I'm making up new words. Let's go forward a row. Go Bulls. Subtractory. That is uh, That is now on the table. Of Zachary. Friday night against the Spurs, who just took their 14th straight L yeah, tonight. Yeah. A lot of L's going on out there. Whew. How about we give them their 15th? Because, again, the schedule was going to be insane after that. That's where I want to see it, Matt. Now we know he's out three to four. There's nothing else for this team to worry about. Is Zach is coming back? Any of that shit. He's gone. At least for three to four weeks, he's gone. The focus is what's in front of you now, man. Let's take care of the Spurs. I guess. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. There's no guessing that's, to it. I mean, that's it. That's it. Your next game's the Spurs. There's your focus. It's no secret that I liked it better when we would when we were five and fourteen than Oh, I know it, Matt. Than, than eight and fourteen. I know, but hey, you want Zach to sit? There you are. No half measures, AK. He's sitting. Take You're care, winning. Take care, <laughs> take care of the Zach trade, and then let's keep that going. He's sitting and you winning. Let's keep that going. Let's get it. Uh, that's it for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us late on a Wednesday night. We appreciate you. Thanks for the Super Chats. Thanks for being engaging in the chat. Um, I know a lot of people learned a lot about uh, George Bathis in the chat tonight. I, <laughs> <laughs> I um, said one thing about Joey having a fan. I'm learning my influence out here. This I is feel crazy. like I have to protect Lisa's anonymity. At yeah, this point. man. Yeah, we're just not going to bring her up ever. Uh, everybody, hit that thumbs up on your way out if you haven't done so yet. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we still got over 350 hanging out in the chat. <laughs> will support is crazy. Not quite 150 likes. Hit that thumb on your way out. We'll, we'll really appreciate it. Make sure you are also subscribed to CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Check out the CHGO Die Hard discount going on going now on? through the rest of the week. Yeah. $59.99 for an annual membership. Yep. That is, what did I say in pregame? 16 cents? A day. Uh, you did. 16 a day. cents a day. A day. If you become a CSGO diehard right now. We're worth that. Do it. We're worth it. Uh, we are off tomorrow. Will the Goat and Mark K have an HQ episode for y'all tomorrow. But. Be on the lookout for that. We're back Friday. Full Spurs. <laughs> y'all might want to tune in for that post game. That's going to be one. I'm telling you right now. That post game right there is going to be one. Tune in. Follow Promise. our pal producer, Joey Spathis, on Twitter. He's at Joey Spathis. His father is George. Uh, Big Dave is at Bow. Bow. BWL Sports. Shout I'm Bulls Lisa. underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Love and appreciation, as always, Bulls Nation. We're going to miss you till Friday. Yes. We'll talk to you Friday. See you right. Be good. Thank you, Zach. Peace. We all silly like the mayor.